Before we start this week's podcast, we'd like to announce an affiliation with Nova Energy Drink and the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Nova Energy Drink, 5 calories per serving, 1.5 carbs per serving, no sugar, gluten-free, vegan-friendly. And if you go to NovaEnergy.com, I think it's NovaEnergyDrink.com, you add code word GEO, you get 10% off. Now on with the podcast. Welcome to the end of year mouthpiece wrestling podcast with your boy Davy Lips once again and my man Gio. Hey, man. Randy Orton killed a man on live TV. <laughs> he did. Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> Just set the dude on fire. I mean, it, I mean, it was. Take. You can get a gunshot. They got a fire. Yeah, the dude. Like, okay, I mean the dummy wasn't the greatest but the principle of the idea was pretty freaking awesome actually the day after obviously usa network <laughs> saying they want more edgy stuff like not sexy edgy but like darker darker stuff for adults in it but this makes the idea of an inferno match even more dangerous now yeah 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 um because it was a really good show actually i see some people trying to pick holes in tlc but I didn't have much wrong with it. The chemistry between Sasha Banks and Carmella just isn't there. Um, for me, that was oh, the only... I mean, they just don't seem to work well together. I like both of them. You know, I'm a big Carmella fan. As you know, I wanted Carmella to win. But them as like a wrestling pairing, they just don't seem to gel, do they? What do I know? Huh? Just a lowly man with a podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, uh, what did you take of TLC? What was your thoughts? Well, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even from the kickoff. So the kickoff was like an eight man match. Um, Big E, Chad Gable, Brian and Otis against Cesaro, Nakamura, Corbin and Zayn. And like, for me, for like, as a preview show should be, um, it was a, a ridiculously talented group of wrestlers went out and had some fun. Like that, and that's what it looked like, and that's how it came across. And I thought it was good, and obviously a big push looks like for Big E. Got his title shot on the Christmas edition of SmackDown, any? So I'm assuming, as it's Christmas Day, he'll be champ. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm expecting him to win the IC belt. But I thought he was the favorite for the Rumble, so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, but that kicked it off. And then the main show started strange. So it started with Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, which we were saying because um, we streamed a watch along um, and watched it all together. We were all quite surprised that it started um, with the championship match being, you know, McIntyre and Styles especially. Um, good match. I thought Drew sold the selling the leg injury quite well. And then during outcome The Miz... <laughs> he got got involved um and then got cradled up like a, a baby by <laughs> the big security guard just held him like he was changing his diaper or breastfeeding him or something dumped him through a table um then there was a little bit more until drew 
Claymore and Miz and retained. Um, what do you think of the money in the bank contract? Because this is the fourth failed cash well, in now. He technically he didn't cash it in. Morrison did, which is what Raw was all about, wasn't it? Like that's what they're saying on Raw. <laughs> um, do you think they'll put it back then? Do you think they did it to see a reaction? Do you think you'll get the back? Do you think they'll? put it back because this is four in a row in it so like corbin in 2017 lost to jinder but that was a pun that was a punishment at corbin corbin's, that wasn't because of the money in the bank thing corbin, was it? corbin's was like it was supposed he he might have been he might have been able to catch it and successfully done it but i think they turned it around once he opened his mouth and insulted that veteran on twitter yeah 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 so that one yeah, I know people were obviously pulling it up. I, I I think that one has more of a story to it. And then there was obviously Braun wrestled to a no contest, weren't it, with Roman Reigns. Um, then, I mean, Brock Lesnar's was successful, but he wasn't even in the match. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and then obviously this one oh, where Otis won it and lost it. And... The Brock party was amazing. It gave me like two weeks oh. of... Realizing Brock Lesnar can do comedic crap. I mean, the dancing Brock, when he come down dancing to the themes and stuff. <laughs> and that's when Paul Heyman was air guitaring, wasn't it? And Brock slapped him. He ripped everything to the money in the bank. Oh, yeah, it was money in the beast. But do you think they need to, they need to maybe, so one thing I saw on Twitter, which I kind of maybe agree with, is ditch the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and just have the match at WrestleMania. Don't have it as, I, a, as a major event. I Mania because at Mania, you got both the best of both brands. That's number one, is that it needs to be both brands competing for it again instead of two separate ones. Mm -hmm. So have one like Money in the Bank winner. Yes. Yeah. And... Females, it just needs to be one money in the bank winner. Yeah, yeah, one uh, joint effort. Do you think, like, do you, do you think, I don't know, they may still do something, you know, with this. I mean, because that, that in the in the segment on Raw, which was is a pretty dull Raw, but the segment on Raw, obviously, they were saying Mar Morrison cashed it in, and about do you think they'll reverse it and give it back to Miz, or do you think they just they just use it as a storyline? I with the Miz lately where he keeps using little loopholes for the money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Which is how he's won it pretty much. Like, won it yeah, yeah. Deception. And it could be a way to start splitting up Miz and Morrison because I do, I kind of want, I like them both. I think they need to separate now. I don't really see much reason but be interested to see what comes off over the couple of weeks. But as a match, he didn't have like, he didn't rely on huge spots. Had some pretty clever moments. Um, I thought Drew's selling was some of the best I've seen him do, to be fair. Like, I actually thought his knee was injured, you know? I know it's a pretty common thing, but I thought it was quite good. Uh, really good match, though. But... I, I was thinking that, like, Miz was going to cash in after the match because he had an injured knee. Yeah. And, like, it just... I don't know, man. Yeah, it just... It's just the thing. Like, I think we'll, we'll say along a few of the matches... Really, really good matches. Really sloppy endings. Like the endings, although good, you know, I, I don't know. There was just something missing from it. Like they just felt like, oh, it's finished like that. Oh, okay. Because you get really into the match. And I felt a bit like that. And it was funny, like during the match, we were obviously, as I say, we were all chatting. And it was 
a, a good pitch was put forward about having AJ Styles win, you know, uh, after the ratings comments and this, that, and the other, you know, so it started to make me think maybe he could, um, but no, they've obviously got their faith in Drew. I mean, there's that, that faith hasn't wavered all year, has it? So, um, I think he'll be champ yeah, he's got, until Mania. He's a full year as like the top yeah. guy. And I, I think if he's got it now, unless he, I can't see him losing it at the Rumble. Um, I don't know. Be interesting. Interesting to see um, if he can go the this full year. Time, like, he he was doing the whole face turn into mm-hmm. the leading into the rumble thing where he just he was like beating up random people and shit yeah yeah maybe um and then of course it was the sasha banks carmella match which for me was i mean i don't know i it was all right carmella is a good heel like she's a really good heel and did all the right heel stuff and like the bit of late drama towards the end with reginald involved and stuff was was all right I just don't think that they yeah, were. I don't know. I wasn't impressed by it. Yeah. And I think it, I don't think it's because of them. I am a little biased towards Carmella. Don't get me wrong. I love Carmella. But I don't think them as a pairing work well. The chemistry and the selling and the moves and stuff just didn't seem They're to just... work on each other, you know? But Reginald got a. Uh, got slapped and then um, it ended with a bank statement. Yeah, it was, it was all right. I love them both. Um, I. I, yeah, I just, um, to be fair, that dude saved her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she almost fell flat on her face if he didn't do a, that. If he didn't catch her like he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Carmella would be uh, almost certainly hurt. Almost like Jeff like, Hardy last night. Jeff Hardy must be made of Teflon. You know that. Like he almost killed himself again last night. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that man eats but i need some jesus he's like it just reminds me of like unbreakable just the opposite and he just doesn't die <laughs> yeah, like he, he overshot it and like oh went over the rope and almost landed on her head if he didn't jump in and like grab her yeah 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 but yeah again probably the worst match of the night to be fair and that's not a knock on them women it just don't think that they worked um and then my boys, here it comes. The Raw Tag Team Championships. The New Day against Alexander and uh, Shelton Benjamin. The Hurt Business. New Tag Champs. <laughs> yeah, do you think it's too early or to show some dissension in amongst the Hurt Business? Do you think that's what that was? Or just a very... Uh, I mean, unless they're going to have Ricochet take whosoever spot that leaves. Maybe. I thought Ricochet would go to Retribution if it was to do anything. But maybe he takes Shelton place. I mean, Shelton's not getting any younger, but this has been quite good for Shelton. Like it's made Shelton a little bit relevant. Like and I always always enjoyed watching Shelton, you know? So I don't know. It just seemed very like Yeah. I mean, unless it was just to tease. I just don't know. I don't like the idea. Hurt business at the right now are one of the best things on Raw to tease problems in them. I don't know if it was a good idea. But we do have new tag champs, fully deserved as well. I think, as I say, for me, Hurt Business have been highlights of 2020, you know? Um, and to have all the, the tag championships, they've got the US title. It's good. But yeah, just a weird ending. What about New Day? Do you think New Day need a break now? Do you think now Big E lists? Do you think now's the time that they look at, you know? I mean, we, 
Yeah, they they could do that. See what happens. I just as it's run its course. I mean, they still sell a lot of merch, though, don't they? People still buy a lot of New Day stuff. They do. But is that because the New Day stuff is fun and not so much as being big New Day fans? You know, like Bootyos are fun. You know, the t-shirts are all colourful. You know, what was it? The Rock said the llama penises. <laughs> That's still funny. <laughs> It was just, it was, it was Woods' face when he was like, you come out here wearing llama penises on your head. And he was like, what? <laughs> this is PG, sir. <laughs> I still laugh at that. I still watch that sometimes on YouTube. But maybe it's just run its course now with Biggie gone. And maybe that's what, we'll see. At least I think they need a break. You know, I don't want to see New Day for a little bit. We'll see what happens. Um, women's Tag Team Championship was next um oh i called that yeah you did the return of charlotte flair um do you think all this lana build was just uh for charlotte do you think <laughs> i'm now starting to think that they did all that storyline just to get charlotte back <laughs> um but new tag team champs i wasn't expecting them to win the belt um because as we saw on raw all it's going to lead to is a tag team that doesn't get along. It's the same rehash storyline on the same show. But yeah, they're tag champs. Uh, from what I'm reading, it is the plan is for Oscar Charlotte at some point soon. Um, so my guess is that they won't be tag champs for long. They seem to be quite high on Riot Squad from the bits I'm, I'm hearing. So I would imagine they're not going to hold it long, maybe to the Rumble. And Oscar Charlotte is maybe pending for... WrestleMania, maybe. Uh, but I'm assuming it'll be Oscar Charlotte for the belt at some point, don't you? Um, so, yeah, I would uh, I would assume this. I just, I'm tired of these tag teams of, you know, team that doesn't get along. God. They've literally gone from Nia and Shayna doing it to Oscar and Charlotte. It's like the same story, just different people, which is just ridiculous. You know, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but it was a good match. It was it was nothing wrong with that uh, at all. Um, and it's good to see Charlotte back. It's good to see Charlotte back. For me, I'm a big Charlotte fan. I don't get the hate at all for Charlotte. You? You don't get the hate for Charlotte. No, I've never understood it. I've never understood it. Um, she's a good performer. You know, she's a good performer. But yeah, good to see her back. Also, probably means that Andrade will be back soon. Yeah, that's... I could see that happening too. Yeah, I mean, because they keep saying about um, Andrade and her obviously going to be an on-screen couple as well. So I'm assuming he's going to have some say in this. Um, but yeah, again, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, right, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. I think match of the night. Absolute war that played into a really good uh, storyline that they've done. Um, and he, I mean, he brutalized Owens. Like, Roman Reigns is just... Yeah. And he's followed... They kept the storyline of Owens not staying down no matter what. Um, I thought the Uso being involved was not overpowering. Like, it wasn't too much... Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Because I think even, as I say, the Jey Uso stuff worked really well in it. Uh, 
All right. Well, we got some breaking news here. They announced oh. that the women's ta- the women's are already defending their tag titles. When? On SmackDown. Against who? Oh, uh, look at that breaking live. Yep. Friday SmackDown now has three matches. Women's tag title match announced. Oh, it, has, it doesn't say who. It's taken out. I'm nice. looking at it's Christmas because it is Christmas Day, isn't it? Oh yeah, opponent yet to be determined. Ooh, so we're gonna have the IC title, the women's tag titles. Okay, yet to be determined, but they're definitely defending. You think maybe it's a return? Who's gonna come back? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Ooh, excited. I'm already excited. Um. And then, of course, the, the final match. Um, Firefly Inferno match. No cinematics, which I think a lot of people had assumed. Um, <clears throat> only, only thing, right? I love the ending. Obviously, the dude was on fire. Like, <laughs> um, but his Bray Wyatt matches, are they boring? Is he boring? I don't think it's him. No. Randy to me is the boring one. Oh, Orton. Oh, okay. I blame it on Orton. Orton to me is the boring one. Wow. Even like with this sort of new attitude that he's coming across this year. Like... And stomps. And then headlocks. He's very old school, isn't he? He is very old school. Um, But it was weird because like, so, like, they were fighting, and he caught fire and got RKO'd. But there was no bell. There was, like, we don't officially know if Orton won, do we? Like, Apparently, that was the finish, was that he lost once he got set on fire. <laughs> well, yeah, he wasn't going to get back up. <laughs> it was an on-screen homicide. Like... He set him on fire. Like, it wasn't even like he had his back turned. He's laying on his back. Okay, you could see it was a is a pretty poor dummy. But the point of it, man, literally the day after USA, do you reckon Vince called up the USA Network after and it was like, how's that? <laughs> how's that? We killed a man on TV. I mean, yeah. I How, what would you give it out of 10? See, I would give it a solid eight and a half. I mean, like I said, it was good. I liked what they did. I said, I even said it like since the since the quarantine, these cinematic and like these special edition things really have stepped it up because of the, they're able to do stuff like this. Mm. Because like I think the end of it is going to make this a rememberable pay per view, but the matches were good too. Like a Charlotte return. I thought the Raw Tag Title match was better than I was expecting. I enjoyed the matches more than I thought I would. Um, and I, like as we were talking about, the only one I was really hyped for was Reigns-Owens. And in the end, I, I feel invested in all of them. And then that's what makes it so annoying that Raw was so garbage. I, I, was it garbage? I don't know. Like, maybe we're... You're asking the wrong person because I didn't even watch it. It's just like, maybe they're all on their holidays. You know, I just... I took, I took a vacation myself for a week. <laughs> <laughs> he watched no wrestling. Screw you. Uh, we got, like, Gaza squashing Gulak and... Uh, 
uh, like AJ Styles was angry at Miz and yet willing to team with them for a street fight. And I uh, just, if you haven't seen it, uh, the, the street fight at the end, Keith Lee, Sheamus and McIntyre against Styles, Miz and Morrison was all right. Um, I think like the main of it, like watching Sheamus, Keith Lee and Drew throw people around is, is always fun. Um, I don't know. It, it was no match of the night and the rest of it was pretty garbage. You know, it teased that Oscar Charlotte not getting along. Jackson Riker beat Grand Metalik in like 55 seconds. Gaza squashed, you know, T-Bar beat up Ricochet. <sighs> Ricochet keeps losing. So I don't know. I don't know. I, it was dull. It was dull, but I enjoyed TLC. So anyway, that's enough of WWE. And we're going to go into... Excuse me, pastures a little bit unknown because we're not here next week. We are doing the family Christmassy things. We actually do have lives outside of podcast, if you can believe that. Um, we are going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 15 today. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm actually because I do. I that's the one, <laughs> but the one new Japan show that I really do watch from top to bottom, even though it's eight out, they're like. Eight hours long each. Do you think, like, so I've got the card in front of me. Do you think the card is a is a little weak? Well, there's more. Supposedly, there's a there's a surprise with uh, Moxley defending his U.S. belt too. Oh, is that the because there's still a match in there that to be announced on night two? Because um, supposedly, what's supposedly what's happening is night one is they're having. Penta versus Juice Robinson, and the winner of that's going to fight Moxley. Supposedly, this is why Moxley dropped the belt to Omega, and he's been off TV, so that he can properly quarantine for this. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Because uh, I'm looking at the card, and I'm like, um... Because he, he, won, he won it at last year's, and he just hasn't been able to be there because of all this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I mean, I want to see Okada versus Will Osprey. I mean, I think that should be good. Tanahashi versus Okan. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, Nato and Ibushi will be a banger. And then when they fight White on night two, one of them two be a banger. I was just looking at it, you know, like maybe I expect more. Maybe I expect. But they've still got time to announce another match or two, I suppose, because it's what, five matches each night at the minute. So, as you say, maybe if they get Moxley involved. Well, they have, um, I think they got like, two more shows even before Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, so maybe stuff will get added. Uh, so, night one, as I say, it's uh, Takahashi versus El Fantasmo, number one contender to, to be determined for the IWGP Junior. Um, who do you reckon? Fantasmo. I... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Fantasmo is, uh, yeah, it looks looks pretty solid to me. Um, and then we've got the Dangerous Techers, Tachi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Gorillas of Destiny of Tamatonga and Tangaloa uh, for the tag team titles. To me, every year, Gorillas of Destiny are dominant, but then when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom, they always drop the tag title. So Tachi and Zack Sabre. That's what I think. Yeah, and you're right about that, actually. That is kind of a thing in it. When it matters, they always lose. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, I think Techi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I like Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, then we got uh, Tanahashi versus Okana, as I said. Should be a banger. Uh, I think Tanahashi wins, though. Oh, and I don't. Okada doesn't need it. Yeah, he just needs to put on a good match, get Tanahashi over, uh, and then obviously, as we mentioned, Okada versus Osprey should be a banger. Whatever. Um, probably Okada at the end of it, though. Really, don't you think? Probably. I mean, that could be a pick'em. I mean, you've got cases for either man winning. Um, we'll see, and then. NATO versus Ibushi for the heavyweight championship and intercontinental champion. Um, and then the winner of that will take on Jay White the next night. But I think Jay White wins overall. I think Jay White comes out of this as the champ. Because I feel like he had a good, solid title run and then they just yanked it right under him because mm. they need, you know, Okada. And if they put the belts on it, maybe it Stops him getting phone calls from elsewhere. I mean, Jay White would be quite a coop. You know? He's worked yeah. with most of the guys, you know? I, how long does Jay White not stay out of one of these big promotions, you think? I mean, I assume it would be AEW over anything else with Jay White, but maybe putting the belts on him might buy some time. Um, the other nights definitely confirmed will obviously be uh, Ishimori versus uh, Takahashi or Phantasmo. I do like Ishimori. Like, I don't want him to lose. But it could be the time of Phantasmo. And then the never open weight championship, uh, Takagi versus Jeff Cobb. Um, I love Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb's very underrated, I think. He is. He's a good, he's a good performer. Um, and I think, like, what the big one, Evil versus Sonata. I think that's the one I hear most about. Um, I think it should be good. It's a solid card. Like, it really is. Like, a really... Um, solid card. Um, I don't see any any real gaps. Um, and the limited attendance of twenty thousand did it for both nights. I think it is. It's limited because of the restrictions of the pandemic. So, I think it's just really good that they managed to get it, get it going. You know, get it uh, underway. It's just yeah. like if you look at the two, you look at the, the the card before, like last year. I mean, I know it was. Saying goodbye. Was it last year? It was saying goodbye to Liger and stuff. You know, you look at the 11 matches. It's pretty much much of a match this, isn't it? So you go, look, the top three. Takahashi versus Osprey. Naito versus Jay White. Kada versus Ibushi. How many times can you just go around the same five or six guys, you know, before you get tired? Do you know what I mean? That That's my issue. It's just, it's it's... I don't know. But it's a difficult year, you know? And again, it was Gorillas of Destiny losing the tag titles last year to Juice Robinson and David Finley, weren't it? That was it last year. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it. It's always good fun. It's always good matches. As I say, I just feel like the card could have been stronger. I mean, it does say it's subject to change. So we'll have to wait and see what comes. But, you know, we shall see. Um, right. As we said, we are we are off next year, so we wanted to take a look back at 2020. Highlights. It's been a very weird year for wrestling, um, given the the circumstances. Um, how do you think 
Um, how do you think it, it's gone? The rise of Drew McIntyre has been a, a big thing. Do you think... Do you think it, it would have been easier for him? Do you think they're just sticking with him in the hope that fans will be back soonish? Um, or do you think he's 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 done really well? Do you think do you think he's worked without fans? Do you think it would have worked better? For what it is, he's done well. Yeah, yeah, like because and they obviously have the faith in him. You know, like they made the decision, like okay, McIntyre is going to be the guy. He's going to beat Brock, um, and you know he's took that ball and he's run with it. And I have to say, he's really he's been a year on top. He's know? really since eliminating Brock at the Rumble and winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that was, uh, I mean, that was the moment. I mean, I really enjoyed the Rumble. Right, the Rumble started off the year really well because I enjoyed it. It was like having two Rumbles. The first half was watching Brock just launch everyone out the ring in like a few seconds and everyone getting frustrated. And then, bam, like Drew McIntyre eliminates him and the Rumble changed direction completely. Um, of course, it, it brought us back with with Edge. He brought Edge back, um, which was a, was a moment that I think none of us would ever, ever assume that you see. Um, Edge has actually just deleted his Twitter, isn't he? Because of uh, he posted a picture of him and Beth Phoenix, and someone uh, replied saying Edge looked like he was taking a picture with a random soccer mum, head of the PA, or Karen. <laughs> so he's taken down. He's taken down his Twitter. Um, yeah, it's gone, and it's like what you see is Adam standing with his wife and mother of the children who he loves unconditionally. I would not have Phoenix anything. Of the sort, she could kick your ass. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah, it, uh, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, he's deleted his Twitter, so his Twitter is gone now, which is uh, a shame. But I suppose if there's only so much abuse you can take, you know. Um, yeah, which so, uh, but that's gone. But it's good to see him back. Um, obviously, it's not gone as well because he picked up another injury. What are you expecting from sort of Edge moving forward? Like, just bit parts like Lesnar, just big matches, or you're expecting to come back and face Orton. Like, do you think do you think he will even properly come back? Like, do you think it's a more permanent thing? Orton mess, and then he's gonna move on to something different. He has to, because like everyone wanted Edge back because of matches that, you know, we've missed it, we'd failed to see and stuff. Um you know, there's a lot of people I want to see face Edge that he could work with. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um but yeah, and then storyline-wise is, do you think it's been, do you think they've done as best they could in amongst, obviously, do you think it could be better even though there's no fans? Do you think that restricts them on any way, though? Do what they could. Yeah. Production, you stepped up. Yeah. And some creativity, like on the cinematic stuff that they did, like Money in the Bank, you know, the Boneyard match, the Fun House, you know, has been really, really clever, you know? Um, like, pulling that WrestleMania out of their ass, you know, was really, really something else. You know, a two-night thing, because it had only really just started, hadn't it? Like, when WrestleMania's coming, and they ummed and ahed about what was happening, and they still managed to pull out quite a show. 
like really on didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember we watched it together over the two nights, and um, they pulled out quite a show. Like, I still remember, you know, was it the the tag team match was just the three of them, wasn't it? It was, it was weird. Weirdest, weirdest way, um, to watch a WrestleMania. Like, we'll never forget that. Um, so yeah. Um, what else has stood out for you for this year, then, wrestling wise across all wrestling? Yeah, Rise of Impact. I mean, Impact's going to have to be in that conversation. Yeah. Like, they've been really good this year. Like, really, really good on how well they have done this year in the circumstance. Like, they seem to have got better in amongst really difficult times. And it actually looks like Anthem are starting to realize that and go, hold on, maybe we got something here. You know, maybe we can... Um, Maybe we can do that. Like we can do something. So it should be a uh, should be interesting to see what they do moving forward. Um, right. So let's have a look at the news. Um, so I was on LinkedIn, right, looking for work. Obviously, it's been a difficult time. I was seeing what jobs are out there, and up on LinkedIn.com, WWE have posted today a lead writer position. Someone who has at least five years of TV and film writing and production experience, experience supervising a writing team or a leading writer's ream, and knowledge of WWE shows and talents. Okay. So do you think that's in response to the USA Network thing? Do you think they are going to use like the Rumble as a bit of a reset again? Like I'm yeah, reading this week. Like a hard reset. Mm-hmm. And do you think that the Rumble would do that? Is that why do you think we're getting like crap roars like last night? Because they're like, all right, we'll just limp into the rumble with what we've got. Hit the reset yeah. button. Come out of the rumble. All rings, all rings flying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's also they have to do Raw and SmackDown on this. Like I've got the whole job description. Like there's, there's quite a lot. Like, I didn't realize like they do quite a lot. Uh, they have right. to edit in-ring prom promos during. Kapal right oh, edit. Yeah. Take ownership of the drafts. I've, um, I've talked to plenty of people in the business, like Million Dollar Man. I've talked to uh, his son. I've talked to a couple of people who've said the same exact thing. Mm. Working with McMahon, whether you're a wrestler or a writer, you have to have your phone next to you at all times because he'll call you at 3, 3.30 in the morning, and he'll sit there and tell you, oh, I just came up with an idea, pal. And you literally <laughs> write the idea down. Wow. God, I think I've, I've read something of Triple H saying that he rung him like four in the morning about some DX. Oh, Evolution. I was watching the Evolution thing on Network and Vince rung him about like, okay, well, you, what guys do you want in it? I'm all for it, blah, blah, blah. Because he wasn't, he didn't really pay, like he kind of left it to Triple H to go and handle himself, weren't it? But he rung him at like 4 a.m. to suggest who was the original dude in it before yeah, Batista? Like, He's like Vince. Vince doesn't have lunch. He just eats his lunch as he's doing his right. Like as he's overseeing all this stuff, he doesn't really take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man never stops. Man never stops. But I think they have to do something on the more on the weekly stuff because, like, I have to say, I don't think the WWE pay per views, bar one or two, have been particularly bad. Like, I feel like the pay-per-views have been really solid. Um, 
but the the weekly stuff like especially raw i mean i've no you know we've spoke about ratings when brian alvarez always puts the ratings on raw's ratings are shocking so like they got just more because smackdown was on fs1 this week and still got 1.5 mil or whatever it was or like just over a mil and raw only got 1.5 i don't think i've seen raw with numbers that low man like 1.5 mil is really bad for raw because like even as they're split raw should be the main show raw should be the one that we that is a you know mm-hmm. everything else is underneath nine seven which were pretty low yeah okay yeah I'm, I'm watching that year and i can see why like even the wrestlemania man that was hard work apart from austin brett like dude that wrestlemania was weak like, <laughs> like my god or the average never officially like really hit in yeah was really like the ratings were at a slump do you think it's an easy fix or do you think it will take a while to get them back like on it you know do you think it's you know do you think it's just raw i mean smackdown's been okay like i haven't had a problem the, with with smackdown the problem is the internet and I'll say this over and over again. The internet feels like they have way too many voices and they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we know too much. I was talking with someone on stream. And I said the last time that I remember being proper shocked at, like, a return or a moment. And, okay, the Hardys were shocking because it was so quick. But we knew it was coming. We knew where they, they were going back. For me, the most shot, the last time I remember sitting up and going, holy shit, what? Was when Shane McMahon came back during that right. presentation. And how long ago was that? You know, because we know like a month in advance of everything. And I think that's what the problem is. I don't think, what can they do if we already know, you know, like we, when Batista was coming back, we knew he was coming back for WrestleMania to take on Triple H. And so when he comes to beat up Brick Flair, it wasn't, oh my God, Batista's back, you know? I just, they missed that. And that sometimes has been wrestling's biggest thing, like being shocked. I've enjoyed being shocked, but I can't remember the last time I was like, wow, he's returned. And, and the internet has to take the responsibility for that. Just that. It's ever since the ever storyline, the internet feels like they are the bookers and that they can make whoever they want to be the next star. And it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had a discussion with someone, didn't we, about Cesaro. I think someone said about making Cesaro champ, and I'm like, it could never happen. He's boring. Yes, he's a good wrestler. He could never be a face of a brand. He could never, you know? Like, I could watch Cesaro matches all day. Remember that one he turned up in NXT UK and took on, I can't remember that dude, the Russian dude or whatever his name was. He's got a Russian name. He's not Russian though. Max was a banger. Dragon. Yeah. Was it? No, smaller kid. I can't remember who he took on, but it was really good. He just rocked up and I'm like, oh wow. But I could watch Cesaro matches all day. Could he ever be like the main champ? Absolutely not. You know, the internet freaks me out. Like it's just Nakamura Otis last week. Oh, last Friday. Otis, Otis say- pinned Nakamura. Huge win for Otis. You know? 
Otis up and comer. They're still trying to get him over. He's solo now. Nakamura is 40 and has admitted he's literally there for the payday. He's not interested in anything else. He just rocks up, does his contract, takes his money, perfectly happy. The Twitter went into meltdown that 40-year-old Nakamura is losing to Otis. And that's my point. How can they make new stars if when they pin one of them or get one over, they cry? But why would Nakamura need to be Otis? Otis needs that more. I don't not, understand it. Okay, not to be mean, but Nakamura, who can barely speak English, can't cut promos. How's he going to be the face of SmackDown like the fans want? Mm. And but he he has even said he doesn't want. He's even said he's there to get paid, gets his money, do his thing. That's why he came like I, later on in his career. He doesn't need it or want it. So why are we? I, I just I don't know. People have to understand being the champion. It doesn't just equal to being the champion. You have to do the right. You have to do the red carpet. You got to do promos for the shows. You got to appear on daytime shows. Nakamura sitting around speaking Japanese isn't gonna help them any. He can't. He he can't go to a red carpet when he can't when he can't speak. Mm, mm, mm. It, that's why the Miz, believe it or not, the Miz worked as well as the Miz did because not only was he a good heel, but he had the look and the in the, the the way to dress and the way for these red carpet events. Exactly. Can you see Cesaro or Nakamura doing anything like that? It wouldn't work. You know, like, you know, I know like the gender thing was because they were pushing stuff into India and stuff like I get that. But that there's always a plan on what the champ is going to do. And I just like Nakamura just doesn't have enough interest. But I just don't get that. I've seen on Twitter every week crying. Give new guys a chance. We want to see something fresh. And they get it. (laughs) That's my argument with everybody always saying Super Cena. And I always said Super Cena, the man is what they need. He, mm-hmm. he, he, he did the red carpet events, the make-a-wishes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. During that time of where it was it's, and what Cena brought outside of the not, room. It's not just the talent. It's the look. Mm-hmm. You can't have big bronze Strowman walking around to a red carpet event. Yeah. No. Big Braun Strowman in a suit isn't going to work, but John <laughs> Cena or the Miz. Braun Strowman walking around a hospital trying to cheer kids up is, is going to be frightening. <laughs> John Cena or the Miz working around on a suit works. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, Drew McIntyre works. Drew McIntyre has upped that level of him. Like, when you think when Drew McIntyre was first around, had in-ring talent for days. <clears throat> Everyone could see. Do you know what I mean? The chosen one had the great theme. But outside the ring was really sort of clumsy and young. And look at when Orton was first champ. They put the belt on Orton a bit too young. Man messed that right up, you know? And it says that in the well, evolution. He also thing, had right? a lot, a lot of attitude, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, he did. And it was watching that evolution thing because like, you read bits and you watch that evolution thing and you just hear them like, and they it's literally same with you. They were like, yeah, it's like attitude for days. Like, my gosh, you know, uh, wasn't ready he at was, all. He was crapping in people's handbags. <laughs> like, we, we've all done that at some point, haven't we? <laughs> he was hard. He was, he was bad. 
It was bad. Colin Cesaro, Cesaro Colin, Kofi Kingston, stupid. Like, he just yeah, had yeah. a lot of, a lot of attitude and, like, this, just a lot of bad behavior. And they actually sent him home. Yeah, yeah. It was right after the Rey Mysterio match. It was like him, Rey Mysterio, and Kurt Angle. And then they rode him off after he kicked his leg because. They told them, like, you're trashing hotels. You're destroying people's shit in the locker room. God. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. And then they, they yanked it from him and uh, put him back like back, back through evolution and stuff. Right? That was... so now look. Well, no, that was that. That was all. That was all after, after evolution. evolution. Yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he really didn't came off until... About 2007, because 2006, 2005, 2004, 2003, and like 02, he was very young and he was very angry and he had a lot of attitude problems and it just caused a lot of shit for WWE. Like he was destroying hotel rooms, he was destroying people's stuff in the locker rooms. Just because he didn't like you or because he had an attitude, he, he just thought he was above you. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing that people have to, you know, have to take in. It's not so much just the in-ring talent. That's what you've got other promotions for. It's the stuff that comes with it. You know, this is a billion-dollar company that has to be represented right. A lot of that has to go into consideration, you know? Like, I've been watching clips when they were saying about taking who's going to take the title when Brett was losing it, say. He didn't want to lose it to Shawn Michaels because of the same reason. Shawn Michaels got a lot of attitudes, a lot of good look, and Brett didn't want to do it, you know? And Okay, but at the same time, Brett was Bret Hart is totally in the wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're asked to do a job to somebody that you've been loyal to for years. You just up, say, I'm doing the job, regardless if you like the person or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He made that very really, personal. Do you really think The Undertaker wanted to lose to, like, or, or wanted to get, to fight Giant Gonzalez, who could barely move <laughs> back in the 90s? Fuck no, but guess what? He said, yeah, you're my boss, and you're telling me I gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the clumsy match at 13 I watched with Psycho Sid. God damn. Oh. Again, he... He, he said, you're my boss. Yeah. Gotta have the match. It's Got to have Maven <laughs> eliminate you. What do you think, like, of all the things that take his through, Maven eliminated him, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's actually been quite Bret, a lot. Bret Hart, to me, was just, he became insufferable because after 96, when he was to Shawn Michaels, the dude really came back believing that he was, like, America's hero and that he should never lose and that, like, he just really had this annoying attitude to him where he just felt like he was a, a, a superstar. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. So, I, like, I'm, I'm still in 97. I'm just watching uh, In Your House, Revenge of the Taker. I literally just sat through yesterday um, fucking Jesse James versus Rockabilly. Like, oh, boy. Um, that was an experience. Um but Brett's got Stone Cold in this one, obviously. And you can just see, okay, he's playing the heel, 
But you could just see his attitude of really started to believe that the best there is, best there ever will be. You know, like it comes across, um, which you assume just to be. I mean, this was like this year. See, I was a big Brett fan as a kid, but like the character and him just seemed to evolve into such a crappy way. Um, yeah. And then obviously Austin getting so over and all of that. I mean, but this pay-per-view has been poor, man. I've been watching Sonny and Brian Pillman advertise the phone hotline. Ugh. Yeah, this is this was a very low point in WWE that Yeah. Because was, like you can see point. like people coming on, like Stone Cold, you know, Stone Cold's becoming what we all know, and you know, the Taker Mankind stuff's kind of run its course now, and you're just like, you know, I'm I'm watching bulldog owen and brett just sulk every week and as you say i'm on a pay-per-view and the two like so the matches before were savio vega versus a very young rocky and jesse james versus rockabilly you know like that's pay-per-view quality like what <laughs> has anyone seen rockabilly like come on <laughs> sort it out you know like i don't want to see that but that's where it was in 97 you know and it doesn't get much better look i'm looking other ones flash funk you know, Vader versus Ken Shamrock. You know, these are pay-per-view matches. Nation of Domination versus Ahmed Johnson, which went round and round and round. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was a, a tough year. But do you think do you think those problems still come in now, like bad attitudes? Do you think a lot of that that we don't see? Do you think it still I'm, plays a play I'm, in people's career? I'm sure of it. Like, even Triple H just said, like, Velveteen Dream would be a great guy, but he's got a lot of shit that holds him back. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, all the talent, bad attitudes. Bad attitudes. Um, right, and I suppose... The, yeah, go again, it's the fact that some of these people come in from other places and they think that because they were a main event in these other places that they automatically should be deemed a main event and top tier like like Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett mm. had such a sour attitude because he felt that he was a top ring of honor guy and a top TNA guy that immediately his debut, he should be like this whole big, I'm the top guy. Like, dude, you didn't even have to work in NXT. They moved you right to SmackDown. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They paid for your rehab and your your pain pill addiction and you turn around and you talk shit because you, you feel like they didn't give you a a big enough run because you feel like you were a big star. Yeah. It's just that EC3 is another one. Like, you feel like you're such a big star in other companies and you come to the WWE with that attitude. They're not going to put you over immediately. They didn't do it to AJ Styles. No. Yeah, yeah. They made AJ Styles his first mania. He wrestled Jericho. Yeah, totally. And it just goes a long way. And that's and that's just where I think internet wrestling fans, which are a special breed, they, they get it all wrong. They don't see, like, the whole picture, you know? I just was shocked when I kept seeing everyone crying about Nakamura winning. And I'm like, Nakamura doesn't need to beat Otis, you know? If it was the other way around, that would start to be a bit of a demise of Otis. You know, how many more losses can he take? He lost his money in the bank. He's lost his tag team partner. Like, dude, beating Nakamura is a big push. 
Like it's a big, they, big they, these, The thing is, is they see these accomplishments from other federations, and they deem that those accomplishments mean that they're that these guys should be treated as, as with those accomplishments in WWE. Mm-hmm. WWE sees you as a completely new star. You're starting from scratch. A.E. Eric Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you can't take Starting from the bottom, I've seen so many complaints of people like, why is someone so in NXT? They're a star. Because guess what? That's how it goes. Everybody starts at NXT. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's, where, why? Yeah, that's the point of it. It's a develop. Regardless of that, it's got its own time slot. It's not a third brand. It's the developmental. It always has been, always will be. That's what they use it for. You go there, hone your skills, hone your character, see what comes, you know? See if something comes up. How many times from NXT going up have they been completely different characters? Like, all the time, you know? It's not it's not a thing, you know? And that's why, you know, again, Don't like, swear internet we're back when, down there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. Charlotte Flair went back down there. Mm. Like, it's not a demotion. It's not... A punishment. It's you're building a, you're helping build their brand before you get moved over to the bigger brand. Yeah, yeah. You're honing your skills. You're getting it tight, and then you're going on to yeah the main brand. You know, you move up. It's like a promotion. It's not a demotion. That's where you go to learn. It's like a training course. If you're in an office, you do your job. They send you on a training course. Can you go and fine tune that? We want you to come and do that when you come back. That's what NXT is for. You know. Go and learn how, you know, because they're saying that when they sent all these big guys because they wanted them to th- be able to throw punches and stuff. And, you know, they sent Omus, they sent uh, Babatunda went, uh, Ortez went, uh, Artura, whatever his name is, went, Keith Lee went, Otis went. They're all about the same size. So send them all to the, <laughs> down there, learn off each other, you know? I, I, I don't know. Internet fans, man. Internet the fans. Vince probably tried to ask one of them to take a bump. And they couldn't do the bump he wanted. So he said, fuck it, you're all going to training. Yeah. And people that, again, the internet went into like meltdown. You think their careers are over. We were in a Discord and a dude come in like, yo, so Keith Lee being sent back to the performance center. Like, performance center is where you learn. And Keith Lee is still learning. (laughs) You have to also realize they're in Orlando. They're in Florida. They're, they're just going there for one day a week to train before they go back to the other shows. It's not like they're in, they're in another state and they're being sent to Florida to go to the performance center. Yeah. Everything right now is in Florida. Yeah, so they're all there. So it's, it's actually, actually easy. Yeah, so. so it's not like, oh, so-and-so got sent back down to Florida when they're doing a show in New Jersey or something. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to touch on, that we've been very critical of AEW's <laughs> women's division, right? Speaking of learning your trade and finally coming through, Serena Deeb, I think, is awesome on AEW, bits I've seen. She looks like, yeah, she is really, really good. She's like the shit. Like, you watch her in a tag match last week. 
She's so good. Um, gonna push. Yeah, because I still think that they're building it for it to be Brit Breaker's division. I still believe that. That is everything they want. Because it's Adam Cole's missing. You know, but it's funny because like Deeb is is doing really really well, and I was always a fan. Like, and I was really pleased when I saw her. she was back in the May Young Classic when we saw. You know, she's really. But right now on AEW. She's the worst watching on the women's division where you've got like Big Swole, who's just awful. Like, oh my God. Big Swole, I just, I don't know. But I still think it's the Britt Baker division is what they're pushing. Not good. No, it's Adam Cole's misses, isn't it? So, you know? And I, yeah, and I know this is a conversation I keep having. Don't get me wrong. Like last week, I thought AEW was really good. Kenny Omega is this fully fledged arsehole heel. I love arsehole Kenny Omega. I'm all about it. Like, you watch him, like, I think last week it was, like, the fully-fledged heel turn of playing that suited-up fucking asshole. I, listen, you want to know what I'm liking? I'm liking heel Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this, this sarcastic little shithead who's, keeps, <laughs> who's buying random impact at times to just sit there and go, well, here's our main event for tomorrow. And <laughs> if I wanted to, I could probably buy a pack now. <laughs> See, we don't always talk bad every all every episode, by the way. See, we like some bits of AEW. See, people pointing your fingers that we're just fanboys. No, but Kenny Omega, I mean, okay, the Joey Janela match was just like a stretched out squash. I mean, it never looked like Joey was gonna was gonna do it. But I love this this Kenny Omega thing. Um, I love Private Party. That's uh, I just uh, you know I want Private Party well, to get the push. Private Party. His first friend. title defense is like why is it so random? Is it not the rankings? And why do they still keep with these rankings? Do, do they actually pay attention to them? They I seem to always to... push them, but Listen, I, I don't care for them. You can't convince me of anything of those rankings when MJF went a whole year undefeated. And people like Brody Lee, who didn't even have a port in the rankings, got a match for the title before him. Yeah, I would don't. This Dark Order, Dark Order's pretty much done in it. Like to have lose. Okay, I know it was Matt Hardy and Private Party they lost to, but Dark Order have just become jobbers, and they Dark Order is just retribution to me. They lose all the time. Like Matt Hardy doesn't need that win, and maybe it's good for Private Party, but they could recover from losing. But Dark Order just lose. Like I don't see them doing anything. Like it's just. I don't, I don't know, but it was a good. It was good. AEW last week. I actually enjoyed it. I'm liking, um, I'm liking Kenny Omega's heel turn. I'm liking Dark Order trying to win over Adam Page. Um, that would be cool for them. Maybe Cody. Oh, it's just did you? Yeah, the 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 whole Triple H stuck that he's trying to perform. That's all he's trying to do. Like, um. Yeah, it was all good. Fun episode. Uh, some stuff in the ring. Like, I thought the, there was, like, a big 12-man thing, the entire inner circle against best friends and Varsity Blondes. That just felt like I was at an indie show. It was a bit much, you know? It felt too much like an indie main event, you know? And that and Pillman, just ugh, garbage. It's garbage. Um, but, yeah, other than that, this year has been great for wrestling. Whatever side you've picked, which I don't understand why you're picking sides, this year has been huge for wrestling in a very, very difficult time. You know, they've still churned out content every week. 
throughout all of this, you know, for us to keep our sanities in lockdowns and self-isolations and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, Moose was saying that he wants to fight Kenny Omega, and I'm like, please, God, no. Anyone from Impact, not Moose. I don't want to see that in 2021, okay? Moose, Kenny Omega is not on the list of matches I want to watch in the cross brand, all right? Absolutely not. Um, don't, please don't start 2021 with Moose versus Kenny Omega, God. So, no, yeah. I think <laughs> I think Omega Swan is a thing they're building towards because they keep doing these things where Swan's like getting really agitated that they're putting Omega before him. Yeah, and Swan Omega, if you to have the matchup, that would be the one that people would want to watch. Now I'm going to go back to my Impact Plus. Geo finally talked me into get downloading Geo, uh, Impact Plus. I told you TNA uh. years. TNA years 2002 to like 2005 to six is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People crap. People could say that Kevin Nash was a horrible booker and he couldn't do shit for WCW. But if you watch 2006 or 2007 TNA where he's the main writer and he's just having fun, it's good stuff. Like he literally turned the X division into this thing where like, he, he's he's the reason why Jay Lisa turned into Black Machismo. Jay Lisa was just a generic dude before then. And then yeah. he turned into Black Machismo because Kevin Nash had a segment with the X-Division guys where he was holding a talent competition. And he said, well, what can you do? And he said, I can do a Macho Man impression like this. <laughs> and it came from there. <laughs> Same thing as the Motor City Machine Guns. I've watched episodes one and two, and I've already seen a midget fight. Um, I've already seen them bringing out all old ECW um, women that nobody ever heard of as their new as their new uh, like women's division. It's all great. I've seen Ken Shamrock, Scott Hall come out of the crowd. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And. <laughs> I just don't want to see the Jeff Jarrett years, but they're the ones that are missing, aren't they? The Jeff Jarrett win years. <laughs> right. Guys, I think that brings us to an end. Been a fantastic year, both uh, for the pod as well, um, for wrestling. We've yeah, Things are going really, really well. We have a blast doing it. So have a very safe Christmas and uh, as best you can. Be sensible. Don't. You know, don't risk too much because we want to have better ones in the future. Um, have a fantastic new year as well. Me and Gio will see yeah. you bright and early in January because, like, the first Tuesday of January is... Dun-dun-dun! I can't see. Why can't I see? Because I skipped to February the 5th. So we will be back on the 5th of January. Um, so Gio can tell us all about the Royal Rumble card, yeah? That'll be, we'll have night one in the book of, of Wrestle Kingdom. So something to open us up yeah. with quite big. Right, Gio, Merry Christmas to you, sir. All right. And I'll speak to you soon.